0: Someone told me that the movie Clueless is 25 years old, and I shriveled up and turned to dust. This is my older-than-dirt spirit now talking to you. Today, by the way, is Monday, August 17th, and other movies that are also 25 years old include Jumanji, Toy Story, While You Are Sleeping, and Billy Madison. Anyone else feeling old now? Hi and hello! You've found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcast. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. I have too many Instagram accounts. I do one for this podcast specifically at Today by the Way. I have one for Noonday at Noonday Indiana, and then I have my personal one at Indiana Adams, and that's the one where I'm mostly active, and I got that on Jude's first birthday to supplement my fashion blog turned lifestyle blog. If we're connected at Indiana Adams, you may have noticed an uptick in personal style photos or outfit of the day snapshots, also called OOTDs. I mentioned in my Ask Me Anything episodes that I have been exploring the idea of incorporating more practical fashion on my Instagram account. I feel like the majority of my connections there are people that knew me when I had that style blog or when I ran a style bloggers conference. I'm probably told at least once a week by someone that they miss my old outfit photos. Just so you know, I do not plan to deploy like to know it, which is a way to earn a little bit of affiliate money on your Instagram account, which I'm not against. I think it's actually a really great tool for influencers, but rather I'd like to really sit down and write a guide on how one can choose to shop thoughtfully for their closet. For me, shopping thoughtfully simply means that I'm mindful about what I buy. I'm slow to shop fast fashion. In honor of Cher's iconic rotating closet from Clueless, today I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive on how to have a more thoughtful closet as I share my top 10 tips for shopping with heart. My first tip is this, figure out your personal style. If you look in your closet, I bet you can identify some patterns. There may be some recurring colors or you may have a favorite silhouette for dresses and tops. Could your best friend go to Target and pick out something that looks like something you'd wear? The thing about personal style is this. What we like is what we like because there's something about that color or that cut or the feel of those items that make us feel good. The color could bring out your eyes. The cut could hide an insecurity or you could just feel dang comfortable in it. Something could evoke a feeling for you, like it can make you feel fun or sexy or strong or nostalgic. I love a white top and very fitted, high-quality, high-waisted denim. I'm also a sucker for feminine details like a puff sleeve or a sweetheart neckline or a ruffle or a peplum. I tend to buy flowy shirts that are forgiving the belly area and all of my favorite dresses have pockets and a full skirt. And I think you can never go wrong with overalls, except for maybe in a formal situation or at a funeral, there's no, <laughs> there's no such thing as funeral overalls, so avoid, avoid those then. I think knowing your personal style is important because you're more likely to wear and rewear items that feel true to you. I have this dress that I bought for a friend's wedding that is so cute, but it just isn't me. It's a very fitted pencil silhouette with a high neckline and big purple flowers all over it, purple being my least favorite color to wear. I dropped a pretty penny on it because I thought, oh, this will be my special occasion dress that I wear to weddings and things. But in the six years that I have owned this dress, I have worn it twice. Once to the wedding and then once to a charity event auction and a very fancy country club. I really do just need to let this one go. I'm I'm at the age where I'm done trying to put on someone else's aesthetic. I tried to do this in 2015 when I, like the rest of the internet, fell in love with Caroline Rector. She's the girl who had the blog Unfancy. At her behest, I read the life-changing magic of tidying up and I tried to do Caroline Rector's color palette and style, which is so not my color palette and style. I got my wardrobe down to an astounding 30 seasonal items. This included shoes, but did not include workout wear. And I ended up feeling very dull in all my neutral button downs and plain dresses. This is when capsule wardrobes were all the rage. So... Don't do what I do. Stay true to your personal style. Okay, tip number two, make your clothes mixable and normalize repeat outfit wearing. (laughs) Nearly all of my workout clothes are black, gray, or white. I, I think I have one army green tank top and then one pair of pink leggings that Fabletics sent me to review. But for the most part, I can grab any top and any bottoms and I can match and look fine for the gym or carpool or whatever. My closet is a little more varied, but I have a lot of dusty pink, I have more yellow clothes than probably the average person, and my neutrals of choice are usually leopard print or navy blue. When I buy a top, I try to imagine it with at least three other things that I already own. I ask, how would this look under a pair of overalls? Or how would this look with my favorite jeans? Could I wear this with shorts? If I can only see the top with one pair of bottoms, I hold off and I don't get it. And when I buy bottoms, I don't usually buy something with a print. I can wear the same jeans or the same jean shorts every day for a week and no one would notice. But if my favorite pants or my favorite shorts had a bold floral pattern, I would feel more obligated to put more space in between the wears, you know what I'm saying? There is an exception to this. The exception is leopard. Y'all, leopard is a neutral. It goes with everything, I swear. If you do not believe me, go to Pinterest and type leopard plus any color that you choose and then the word outfit. You'll see. (laughs) Having a wardrobe that you can mix and match more easily allows you to buy fewer items and to keep a smaller closet. Also, I have a few pet peeves with fashion influencers, but in my top three is the fact that they are always buying new stuff and pressuring us to buy new stuff, and then we don't often see them repeating whole outfits. This is why I love content creators like Joanne Alma. You can find her on Instagram at Joanne Alma. She blogs at Fashionably Average, but on her Instagram account, she does these really great IGTV videos where she will style one item many different ways. Her latest video was seven ways to style this specific Madewell sweater tank top. And now guess what? I want this tank top. She did great. I really recommend checking her out and finding influencers to follow that normalize repeat wearing. Okay, tip number three. When shopping for clothes or accessories, consider price per wear or price per use. Price per wear is such a simple concept, and it's not something that I considered until 10 years ago when my friend Jessica published her book, What I Wore Four Seasons, One Closet Endless Recipes for Personal Style. Basically, you have to think about the wearability, versatility, and longevity of every item that you buy. I spend a lot of money on denim. I have a pair of Imogene and Willie dark mid rise jeans that I purchased. Maybe nine years ago for a hundred and sixty dollars on sale. But I have worn those jeans every week, every fall through spring, twice a week or more for nearly a decade. The same could be said for my Lily Jade diaper bag. I got the Elizabeth when it first came out right after Lucy was born. This is a leather diaper bag that costs over three hundred dollars. It they still make it. It's on sale right now for two hundred and eighty dollars. And obviously Lucy has been out of diapers for a while, but I use that bag daily. I took it everywhere with me every day. It got rained on, run over with a stroller, spit up on, slammed in the van door, stuffed in cubbies, and it is still going strong. It's no longer my daily bag, but whenever I travel, it's my one personal item because it perfectly fits my laptop, my book, and my camera, and it fits underneath the seat on a plane. So it costs a lot of money, but I used it every day for many, many years, and I still use it today. So price per use is actually really low. I consider that a good buy. This is also why I'm not totally against clothes that are not ethically manufactured. I have a long kimono from Target that was part of the Lily Pulitzer Target partnership, and that is my go-to pool cover-up. It's made in China with unknown manufacturing processes, but a neighborhood friend hunted it down for me when we were new to the neighborhood five years ago, and I wear this thing all the time. Just a couple weeks ago, I paired it with white jeans and a white tank top and wore it to church and lunch. If you're going to buy fast fashion, just don't treat the item as disposable. Make sure it's good quality and that you take care of it so it lasts. Tip number four, treat your closet like precious real estate. Okay, who can relate to this? I have stood in the middle of a closet stuffed with clothes and I have whined. I have nothing to wear. (laughs) When really, what I mean to say in that moment is that I had nothing that I wanted to wear. I have just had to learn to be okay with letting things go easily to free up more space in my closet. Think of it like this. If you had a plot of land, you wouldn't want to build so much on it that it was crazy looking and it stressed you out to maintain it all. So if you think of your closet like precious real estate, don't keep an overstuffed closet. You should have a set amount of drawer space and a set amount of shoe storage and X number of hangers. If something is coming in, something has to go out. It's as simple as that. Chris and I share a small walk-in closet, so I have to be able to keep my stuff somewhat organized and maintained in the space that I've been allotted. Have you ever been to like a TJ Maxx or a Ross and the, <laughs> the racks are so stuffed with clothes that you can't properly fold? flip through the rack to see what the clothes actually are. Oh, it annoys me so much. It's why I do not go to those stores. I don't want my closet to feel like a Ross. <laughs> I want to be able to flip through my things to see my things. So that just makes sense, right? We have to take a quick little break for our brand spotlight, but we'll be back with tips five through 10 after the jump. These days, the jeans that I wear most often are made by the brand Able. Able is an ethical fashion brand that employs and empowers women as a solution to in poverty. The brand started with scarves. In Ethiopia, the founders met women coming out of the commercial sex industry who asked for help finding jobs. The women were taught how to make scarves, and after selling over 4,000 of them in just two months, the founders of Able knew they were onto something. People understand that if you're committed to ending poverty, you must create jobs and do so for women. Able has grown from handwoven scarves to a lifestyle brand with leather bags, clothes, shoes, and jewelry. I don't know if you know this, but fashion is one of the largest industrial employers of women worldwide, yet only an estimated 2% of fashion workers are paid a livable wage. Able is committed to changing that. Women comprise 95% of the staff at ABLE, though globally they often hold the lowest paid, least secure jobs. We know that women invest twice as much of their income into their families compared to men. When a woman is economically empowered, her children and community thrive, making her crucial to eradicating poverty. ABLE committed to ensuring that every woman receives treatment and compensation reflective of her immense worth. I've linked some of my favorite Able products that I own, their jeans, their initial necklace, the leopard back tennis shoes you may have recently seen on my Instagram, and I'd love for you to check out this incredible brand. You can get $20 off your first Able purchase by signing up at tbtw.in slash Able. That link will automatically direct you to their website, livefashionable.com, and you'll see a pop-up to enter your email address, and a unique promo code for $20 off will be emailed to you. That's tbtw.in like today, by the way, dot I-N, slash Able for $20 off your first Able purchase. And now, back to the show. So tip number four was to treat your closet like precious real estate. So the next few tips are things that will help you do that. Number five is evaluate what you actually wear. If you try to do a closet purge just based on what sparks joy or what you think you need, just know you may be wrong and you may have some serious regrets. Here's an easy way to do this. At the top of the season, remove all seasonal items that you won't wear and store them. So right when I switch from mainly jean shorts to jeans, I move all of my swimsuits to a bin on a shelf in my closet and I put all my shorts in the bottom drawer of my dresser. After you've done that, you should have only your fall and winter clothes in front of you hanging up. Now, flip all your hangers around so the hanger part of the hooks are on the back of the bar. I know it sounds weird, but just trust me. If you use drawers, you can put a piece of painter's tape on every pair of pants or shirt or sweater that you have in the drawer. In January, so after Christmas, anything that is still hung weird or still has painter's tape on it didn't get worn for a quarter of the year. I recommend evaluating those pieces and perhaps just getting rid of them. Our goal in creating a thoughtful closet is making your wardrobe full of things that you'd actually wear. Okay, number six, when doing a closet purge, consider locally owned secondhand stores for donations and ThredUp and Poshmark if you want to make a little bit of money. At all times, I have a Rubbermaid container in our hallway. If my kids outgrow something or when I'm doing a closet purge, all the castoffs go in that bin. When the bin gets full, I dump it out into the hallway and then I sort everything into three piles. The first is Trash. These are items that have holes or stains that are never going to come out. Those just go right in the trash. The second is donate. This is for items that are still in good condition but have very little resale value. Like kids pajamas are a great example. Or cheap t-shirts that I purchased secondhand for myself. Those I will take to a local thrift store that benefits a charity. The third pile is sell. And then I divvy those up into two piles. The cell pile is divided into one bundle for ThreadUp, and if you select items, I will list on Poshmark. When you're cleaning out your closet, you can request a kit from ThreadUp, which means they will mail you a postage paid for bag, and you stuff it with the like new items that you no longer want, and you pop that back in the mail to ThreadUp. They'll process your items and then list them, and you can make a little bit of money. You can pay 11 bucks to have your unsold items shipped back to you, or you can just choose to donate them if they don't sell, which is what I do. Heads up, though, they say that they only accept about 40% of the average bag and that right now processing is taking them about 13 weeks. But this is where I'll send my items that I think are pretty decent and could sell, but I don't mind donating them if they don't, and I don't want to go to the hassle of photographing them and listing them separately on Poshmark. Now, if I have nicer items that I think would make more than $20 per item, I will take the time to list it on Poshmark. I unloaded a lot of Lululemon that I got secondhand on Poshmark, but personally, I hate the hassle of taking the photos, writing the descriptions, uploading everything, and then packing an item once it sells. But if that sounds like something you would like to do, I love shopping on Poshmark, and they make it really, really easy to shop and sell. All right, tip number seven is do not buy clothes or accessories that have the same point of view. I have a question. Why do we all own so many gray t-shirts? Sure, sure, one may be a v-neck, one may have a tiny pocket, one may be slightly looser, one may have a little more ash to it instead of being flat gray, one's a little longer and can be tucked in, but y'all, I don't know anyone who needs five gray t-shirts. (laughs) Um... I think we all have five gray t shirts, right? I certainly have to fight the urge to get another gray t shirt whenever Madewell is having a sale or Target or Old Navy have restocked theirs. But by asking myself, what in my closet already has this point of view? I've been able to hold off on adding yet another gray t shirt to my collection. Tip number eight may be my favorite tip, and it is shop from a list. I think it's really helpful that in your phone or on a post-it note in your closet, you keep a running list of what gaps you have in your wardrobe or what current trends you want to try, and then you only shop according to that list. So if your favorite white tank top is looking a little dingy and you know you'll need a replacement soon, write white tank top on the list. If your favorite jeans got a hole in them, then put jeans on your list. Having a list has saved me from many a late night anthropology sale. I literally had a sequin tank top in my cart the other day and then I consulted my list and said, oh man, fancy tank top is not on here, boo. But I'm proud to say that I did abandon my cart. Okay, tip number nine, if your budget allows, consider rentals instead of purchases. Before COVID, I did this when I was in a season of having a lot of speaking gigs. So last year, I tried to book all my mops talks in August and September. So for August and September, I signed up for Rent the Runway Unlimited. This gave me the ability to wear clothes that were way out of my budget and to try styles that aren't exactly my style and to keep my, my shopping at bay. During those months where I am renting clothes, I don't usually buy myself anything I think it's especially helpful to rent clothes November through January if you have a lot of holiday parties to attend. I did Newly, which is N-U-U-L-Y last winter, and that's Anthropology's clothing rental company. They have winter coats and everything, and I felt pretty cute all winter. So I really, really recommend using either of those companies or La Tote if your style is a little more tame and classic. Rent the Runway Unlimited and Newly both also have maternity clothes, so when you're at that point in your pregnancy where literally nothing you own fits you, perhaps consider one of those as a treat for yourself and a necessity. You, you cannot run around naked. All right, my final tip is to shop secondhand if you can. If a brand you love comes out with something that isn't on your list or that's out of your budget, use Pinterest to make a note of it or take a note in your phone and then get it later. Clothes are rarely urgent. When the time comes for you to add that item into your wardrobe, you can check Poshmark, ThreadUp, eBay, and maybe even Facebook Marketplace for those items. I follow my favorite brands on Poshmark and ThreadUp, and I have alerts set up if something I love in my size shows up on ThreadUp. I love shopping thoughtfully manufactured brands like Able and Brass and Everlane and Kiwana, but I especially love getting those items secondhand. When I need something, I check secondhand first. The key to shopping online is knowing your measurements. If you did that bra fitting a couple of weeks ago, you may have a tape measure laying around. So measure your chest, your waist, your hips, and your inseam. That's crotch to ankle. And then lay flat your favorite t-shirt and dress and take a flat measurement of those. So, when you shop secondhand and it's a style that you haven't tried on yourself before, you can ask the seller for the flat measurements or inseam just to make sure those items will fit you. Whew, okay, so that was 10 tips from me, but I want to hear from you. So, drumroll, we are gonna try something new. On Wednesdays, I'd like for us to have a mini community episode as part of our Wednesday emails. These won't be podcast searchable on Apple Podcasts. These are just for our community, but you can add the RSS feed to your favorite podcast app. So when a new episode comes out on Wednesday, it will drop to your phone just like a regular podcast would. I envision it to be more like a call-in hotline. Casual, unedited, fun, just another channel for us to get to know each other better on. All you have to do is leave a voicemail on the Today By The Way Instagram account. Your prompt this week is to tell us the best thing you've ever worn and how it made you feel. You can use the voice recorder feature on Instagram to DM your contribution. Just start with your first name and where you're from. Feel free to plug your own podcast or Instagram handle or blog too. So mine would be something like, This is Indiana from Atlanta from the podcast Today, by the way, and the best thing that I've ever worn is a Halloween costume of Bjork's famous swan dress. I made it myself out of a bunch of white feather boas that I got at Joann's, and I felt really fun and cute when I went out that night. So let's try it. Let's see if it works. Leave the messages on the Today, by the way, Instagram and... Maybe next Wednesday, we'll have a mini community episode. Maybe every Wednesday, we'll have a mini community episode. Okay, friend, that's it for today. There's a lot in the show notes, which you can find at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And you know what? I am only good at like three things, but I feel like shopping thoughtfully is one of them. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with a mom friend and invite her to be part of this community over here. Clueless is already 25 years old, which just goes to show you how quickly time goes. I know in motherhood, it can seem like the day will never end when you have those kind of days. If that's the kind of day that you are having today, Hang in there, Mama. I promise this will not last forever. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.